0: Hello and welcome to the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver and I'm Andrew Sabo, and we are back this week talking about Adventures in Odyssey, episode six eighty three, The Green Ring Conspiracy, part five. That's I, right, five parts. We are
1: five parts in out of twelve. That's, yeah,
0: we're not even halfway.
1: No, but it. I'm surprised we've covered four already.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. Well, it also helps that as we're recording this, the first episode just went out.
1: Yeah, no, that that is true. But yeah. You don't get... Well, I guess that is behind the curtain, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Welcome to Behind the Curtain, our Patreon-only podcast. It's where we go shopping for curtains every week. And sometimes we go behind them. Hmm.
1: What's behind them? Probably a window. Maybe a fern. Always humor.
0: So, the the episode we're talking about... um, we don't really do context. So yeah. um, you know, beyond that, we've got uh one new performer on this episode. We've got uh Catherine Lynch playing the owner of the printing shop. Catherine Lynch has only appeared as the owner of the printing shop. That's and unfortunate. Doesn't have any credits elsewhere, so I don't know. She does a good job, but th- that's... apparently
1: that's the only thing she does do.
0: Yep. I don't know what her what her what got her in the door, but I'm I'm glad she arrived.
1: There's got to be a story there. Yeah. That's so, where well, we need the lunch with uh, Mr. Paul.
0: Yeah, or or we could just <laughs> Mr. Paul. Yep. <laughs> we we could also just um you know just go I don't know we could probably track down Catherine Lunch for an interview, right? I think we have the capability. I just don't know if I have the strength to do it, you know? Do you like the, yeah, the, 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 like, Comic-Con thing where, like, someone who appeared in, like, two minutes of a show, you then ask them, like, a billion questions Questions about about the show?
1: (laughs) You know everything, don't you? Let me uh, hold you to the standard that you're not an actual person.
0: Right. For sure. That's, that's, that's what we want to do. Mm -hmm. That's the energy which we want to come forth with. Yeah. So. Yeah. Woohoo! That's did we got a promo that's for this the episode. We do have a promo. I'm gonna roll it now.
1: On the next Adventures in Odyssey, Wit finds a clue to unlocking the Green Ring Conspiracy.
0: It, isn't that a
1: poster for Uncle Archie's carnival? The artist who did the drawing signed it. And Wally Hagler follows another lead.
0: Jay, come here a minute, please.
1: Yeah, what?
0: I want you to put that GPS tracker on the back of the truck.
1: The pieces start to fall into place on the next Adventures in Odyssey. Man, that felt a little spoiler-heavy, kind of. Dropping the old, uh, we're gonna put the tracker on the on the truck line there.
0: And also, Uncle Archie's Carnival! Yeah. The way he hits Uncle in that reading is really bizarre. Well. It's a poster for Uncle! Uncle! Archie's Carnival.
1: Is uh, uh, They're wrestling while he was recording it, and he was tapping out, so he went, Uncle! Uncle Archie's Carnival. Did you think that was a funny joke? I, a real I did. I, that, knee slapper, folks.
0: Don't don't slap your knee, buddy. Oh. We, we've got we've got we've got standards here. That's fair. <laughs> I I did like the joke, though. Thank you. I thought it was a real knee slapper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this episode kicks off with uh, Buck and Mister Skint. Uh, they're they're getting they're they're kind of going after their they're going over their plan. Um, after buck gets out of his ap test with uh with katrina and it like it looks like we've got the job things are all good uh mr skin is like really like encouraging to yeah uh, buck's like
0: oh i got the permission slip and and skin's like oh sweet i'll sign it right here and he's like no no no, you gotta meet her yeah in order to sign it and And he's he's like like, oh no that won't do at all fuck my boy (laughs) and it's it's weird it's not about him meeting her that's the problem he can't go into town yeah,
1: he, see- yeah, it seems like a, like kind of a, like, well, I, I can't, no spoilers for WandaVision here.
0: Um, But yeah, he can't, he can't go into town, but for what it's worth, uh, I kind of get it. Because as we continue on this episode, everyone in Odyssey has seen Skint do something shady. Like, yep. Wit and Paul House have had him described like a dozen yeah. times by now. Yeah,
1: yeah. Long hair, tall, beard. Yep. Literally comparing him to Fagin later.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get into that. Real subtle imagery. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Um, there's also yeah. Buck, bucks. Then like okay, yeah, yeah. We'll just do it at the carnival. Mm-hmm. And Enskin's like ah, oh, great perfect. idea. Let's let's you know have her meet t- us tonight the at the of carnival. Mirrors. Yeah. It did just, I was like, oh yeah. Do you remember, you remember that year, maybe two years ago, where everything was carnivals? Do you, okay, so Stranger Things did yeah. their carnival episode. Yeah. Us had a big centerpiece around yes. a carnival. Yeah, I was Euphoria, thinking of that too. The first season of Euphoria has this massive carnival thing. Yeah, I was, was thinking about like, us. There was just, like, a period where all of a sudden, like, carnivals were hot. Well Just for, like, a year.
1: Yeah, for a year, and it was hot in all the
0: bad ways. Which, you know, fair. The carnivals
1: are somewhat scary.
0: Yeah, but it was just, it was bizarre that, like so many like big like pop culture touchstones had a carnival involved
1: i mean it was the birthplace of like that 80s renaissance you know <laughs> we got carnivals and we've got really sketchy uh oh man i'm trying to remember the plot of us isn't there like a bunch of people underground or something
0: yes yeah that is kind of a spoiler
1: for us i came out a couple years ago I'm, i, have to, I feel okay oh, about that
0: yeah 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 go um,
1: watch it i mean it was good it wasn't that scary yeah
0: yeah, I mean, and the, the worst season of Stranger Things had a big carnival set piece. Um, yeah, uh,
1: take that, you Stranger Things stands. Season three is definitely the worst.
0: Yeah, but only season one is good. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, only season one is something that I feel like I would return to and watch the next season they put out. I'm just gonna watch it once, like oh, I did with season three. I am for the going sake of to, watching,
0: I'm gonna hate watch this next season. I'm so excited yeah. <laughs> to watch it and be mad. Uh, for for those of you listening who uh are um receptive to non focus on the family approved content. <laughs> I wrote some scathing reviews (laughs) of season three of Stranger Things, breaking it down episode by episode, and I will be putting that um, link in this episode's description. (laughs) Read it. I've read them. Scream at me if you don't agree. He has Um, feelings. I mean, it's very poetically done. I, I must say, I'm really. uh... I'm. It's one of my favorite things I've written. Yeah. Um. And uh, if that's not your thing, one, if you don't haven't seen Stranger Things, you probably won't appreciate it. Two, if you're at all sensitive about content, <laughs> stay away. Um, because I don't want you guys to think less of me, Chalk Squad. <laughs> yeah,
1: we we care we care too much.
0: But. Uh, if that doesn't seem up your alley, uh, the links in the description, and it's it's a hoot and a holler. I so, won't say
1: anything if you won't. <laughs> you know, nobody get, has to know you read Dylan's reviews. Yeah,
0: that's true. And if you want me to know that you read them and have you know fun feedback, uh, email the podcast, yeah, or tweet at us, or you know, I mean, tweet tweet at me specifically. You've got so many options to contact us, folks. It's true. It's we we, we as much as we pretend to hide behind
1: a curtain, we we really don't.
0: <laughs> it's true.
1: Um, that being said, getting back to Adventures in Odyssey, the uh, ra- radio drama we are here to talk about today. Wait,
0: this isn't a Stranger Things podcast.
1: Yeah, I forgot.
0: Can we just do one about Euphoria instead? That that that's I've got, never watched. That's it. got the correct demographic for this, this show. Is,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, the crossover is going to be great. Just <laughs> teens abusing substances and a uh, uh, conservative radio drama. Right. The crossover is going to be great.
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> so yeah they uh then then skint um this is, was alluded to in the previous episode but <laughs> he announces they're going to take some equipment over to Hagler's junkyard
1: yeah and uh to plant the evidence And so then you know when the time comes we'll play place a discreet phone call and tip them off uh yeah and so then we cut to matthew and jay at the
0: junkyard i'm sorry can i just interrupt for a second yeah i just looked at like the artwork in earnest for the first time for this and it's matthew emily and wit huddled around the bag of counterfeit money yes keep in mind at this point in the show only emily has seen the bag of counterfeit money yeah of all three of them yeah yeah it's just emily (laughs) and eugene matthew parted ways wit hasn't been involved in that portion much up to this point i well maybe he's seen bills right has he seen bill? he's maybe seen bills but regardless n- not the same this emily was happened. the only one who was there to find it and what's that in the background the ferris wheel of a carnival wow right you are andrew right you are anyways um jumping back (laughs) yeah
1: matthew and jay are at the junkyard uh jay kind of busts in and makes fun of matthew's hair and he's like oh it's all kind of scruffy on the side and uneven and whatever not
0: that i'd notice such things yeah not
1: that i'd notice such things so there, here it's established that the gps system uh totally works and then this is when uncle wally then kind of comes in
0: well yeah 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 it it, the thing with the gps it's got a portable base that you can track it with and I was like oh this is we've got tool. Chekhov's GPS system yeah and then it's not even because it just pays off like immediately yeah <laughs> like yeah. everything in this arc we get set up and pay off so quickly
1: yeah it, it, that is kind of disappointing actually
0: <laughs> it's it's all good um so yeah well he then does burst in and is like hey Matthew you're gonna have to relocate mm-hmm. we've got some dangerous equipment coming in Um, and so Matthew's going to try and see if he can find a spot at Wits end. Mm -hmm. He then leaves with the GPS system still being there. Jay decides to quiz his uncle about the jail time. Um, and Wally's not really giving him anything.
1: Yeah. It's like none of your business. Like, it's just interesting. He's, he's very quiet about it and defensive, even though like, we don't really have any other established familial connection to Wally. Like... There's no Mrs. Wally that we know of or kids or anything like that. Uh, right. So you would think that one, Jay might already know or two, that he would be willing to tell him, but I guess he is a child. So
0: yeah. And while he very much gives off this, I want to put like the past in the past. Though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think he says as much in this scene. Yeah, I think, I think so. Um, uh, yeah. So they're talking about not being able to live it down. And, um, Wally gives the line, you know, one mistake brands you forever with most people and kind of re- in reference to a house, giving him such a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they realize that Matthew forgot the GPS system with the portable base that will totally not help us later in the episode. Plot convenience. And then we go to, uh, wit and Monty where we get this, f- and, and I guess detective pole house is also yep. there and they're at wits house again, presumably. Yes. um, and wit is harassing monty to rest and you get that whole classic like dad wants kid to rest but kid constantly wants to participate yep. and so they are monty's like,
0: like in the other room yeah. yelling back and forth it's it's yeah. really fun yeah it also monty feels like such a jason in mm-hmm. this scene yeah like i swear jason has enacted this exact scene at some point
1: yeah or i mean i i wonder if if anybody well, is, is it McCusker who writes most of Jason's stuff?
0: Um, well, b- both Lawler and McCusker have written a decent amount because yeah. Jason's in Darkness Before Dawn, which is mm-hmm. Lawler, but then also in you know a lot of the in McCusker and stuff. That, yeah. Well, and a lot of the McCusker stuff that is um, Novacom. Novacom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, they've they've both both given it a shot.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so here, well, like Wit asks uh house about the mat or like the fingerprints that they found and there was no matches uh oh. house is fiending for some caffeine and uh, asked wit where it is um and then they're talking about uh the disc that they found the gra- and it's uh on the disc is a graphics format for like a printing company to make copies of it um, nope. and the, it's for the poster for Uncle Archie's Carnival, which is yeah. like the big reveal here.
0: Yeah. And it's like, oh, and Paul asks, like, did you see where it was? Mm-hmm. And Witts like, and it's like, no, it doesn't say who did the prints, but a lot of those print shops will put their thing in the corner. Mm-hmm. We could, you know, find one of those posters around town. Paul is like, there's one in your shop, Wit. Yeah. I was there when they were putting it up, which is actually kind of a fun. I part. like it yeah, a lot. I like
1: that, that part a lot. Um, and then the... We get the Wit calling Connie, and you can kind of, like, hear her oh, just s- a little bit over the phone, just, like, freaking out. Yes. Where it's like, Wit! Yeah. You're here! Yeah. And I feel really bad for Connie in this episode, because she is constantly kind of pushed to the back burner, and she is the last one to get any of this explained to. Yep. So that whole mm-hmm. trope is very much alive and well, despite uh, my personal
0: preference. Yeah. Now that's true. So, <laughs> yeah, Connie is, like, screaming at him about it, mm-hmm. which is, you know, understandable, but whatever. Um, we then jump to Matthew walking over to Wit's End and Emily chasing after him. Yeah. Um, She fills him in about the money, um, about, like, the bag of counterfeit. He's like, oh, you, she's like, it's been so exciting. And he's like, what, with, like, the plane crash? And he's like, yeah, but not just that. Like, yeah. found this bag of money. And then Eugene and I discovered it was counterfeit money. And then she asks Matthew what he's been up to, and he won't tell her. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I was so mad. I was too. Livid, like absolutely. There is no reason that he needs to keep the phone a secret. No. No. I don't. Unless, yeah, and see, this is the thing. I did not, for what it's worth, I did not re listen to the square one episode that sets up their whole club and whatnot. And mm-hmm. maybe there's some club rule that, like, you don't tell girls about the projects. Mm-hmm. But regardless, Emily is so immediately forthcoming with all of her info. Yeah. And Matthew's just like, I can't tell you yeah it's and a there's no reason he can't because he, it would be one thing if he genuinely had a reason mm-hmm. but it is just someone lost a phone he found it and he's trying to give it back also freaking skint called that phone yeah. and made like a hubbub about it and nobody talks about it this episode no no uh matthew I doesn't tell should. eugene when they're trying to break into the phone i'm like this feels like it's important You should definitely tell an adult if you get
1: called by a random stranger and they ask you to meet somewhere.
0: Yeah, if you are listening to this podcast and are not an adult, first off, why? (laughs) Second (laughs) off... How uh, are you doing today? (laughs) Talk to an adult if you get called by a stranger who offers you money in exchange for a phone.
1: Yeah, and uh, ignore most spam calls and don't answer the phone with yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Emily says this thing of like she actually calls him on it. She's like, I think that you are only keeping this secret. So like you people only keep secrets so that you can control other people. And mm-hmm. Matthew kind of responds with like, well, don't you want to know? And she's like, Neh.
0: yeah. To which, Oh yeah. But they, and they do also talk about the carnival.
1: Yes. Yeah. Which Emily's is, going to the carnival.
0: yeah. I'm always like, Hey, you want to go with me to the carnival? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe the classic, uh, Andrew response. <laughs> maybe if I don't work, Um
1: so yeah, so then we cut to Wally and Buck and Skint. Um they're, well, it's Buck and Skint bringing the semi to Wally's to drop off the printing presses and like
0: other large equipment. Uh So yeah, we we then we jump over to there wasn't anything else you wanted to say with Matthew and Emily, right? No, we kind no, of we're good. ran that dry. Mm-hmm. We we go we then go to um Skint dropping off all the equipment at Wally's. Yeah. Um and he's saying, like, oh, you know, Wally's like, you know, you can make this, well, you can make way more money selling this yourselves mm-hmm. rather than, like, giving it to me for a flat rate and then I resell it. Yeah. Like, you know, how junkyards work. Um, and, yeah, the skins like, oh, you know, my boss just wants to turn it over real quick. And always well, like, I don't know, maybe I should just talk to him. And skins like, no, 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 that no, won't no, be necessary. No. <laughs> that won't
1: be necessary. Certainly nothing suspicious here. no no of course not (laughs) not at all and then you know he kind of gets super chummy with them and they're unloading it and they go to get a forklift yeah um
0: and that's where that scene ends
1: yeah yeah it cuts back to it later but right
0: correct this this episode does
1: cut around a decent bit it
0: does it's interesting they but i like how it does it it does it it does it well and oddly the second half of the episode does a lot of like cutting to the same characters in a different location like two yeah. minutes later. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah well, I mean, we'll, the... we'll talk about it when it happens, but it happens almost like three times, I think. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. It's it's well how they gotta
1: put uh, you know fit in their stellar music. I mean truly, if that's if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. The intro to this episode with like the super subtle and then the Mm -hmm. like the motif refrain like yeah
0: sets the tone beautifully. I Um, love it. So yeah, so we're we're then with um with Witt and Polehouse at mm -hmm. the poster printing company, um pole house is talking asks for the manager the woman at the desk is like i'm the manager um they have how so i wrote down oh the like manager is doing like a fun flirty thing with pole house and Mm -hmm. it's cute and then like it backfires in a weird way later yeah and i'm like i just think that this is like there's something there's some sort of mismatch between like scripting and performance
1: yeah it definitely it definitely feels that way with the the disconnect between the language and like the tone of voice because she does right. she does kind of perform it in like yes, a like a somewhat it's, it's like really i don't know i was like way. i was like and then oh Bull i House like this. engages with it and she's like ew
0: what <laughs> yeah yeah Right, right. And she's know any women like, like that. it starts out with like, Are you one of those guys who thinks being rudely terse is an endearing quality? Yeah. And he's like, Am I wrong? And she's like, I'll be right <laughs> back. Yeah. And like, like and I'm like
1: What? I definitely should have been a I'll be right back. Like verbal yeah. eye roll but, moment.
0: But right, but she she sounds kind of into it. Yeah. And then goes to the back, gets the information, wow wit and um and Pullhouse examined the poster and discovered that it was designed by uh Pennywise. Pennywise. Not, not foolish. Not Perry White, <laughs> which is a funny joke. Aren't you laughing right now? Do, do you do you not know who Perry White is. I don't know. Who Perry, White is. Perry White is the editor in chief for the Daily Planet, the s- newspaper oh. that Superman works for. Oh. When they're trying to decipher what it says they throw out perry white before Pennywise.
1: <laughs> that's amazing
0: well for all
1: those people that got that joke good the on the dylan
0: you. weavers of the audience yeah um and then they realize and then Wit makes the obligatory that can't be someone's name
1: it definitely maybe shouldn't be i don't know
0: <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> i it, feel kind
1: of bad for penny yeah getting well, we've already been over this. Yeah, she gets exactly. pigeonholed.
0: Uh huh. It's it's tough, but it makes um,
1: her perfect for Wooten, and that's all that I care about.
0: But yeah, then um, so uh, the yeah, there, there's there's a real good Wooten moment later. We'll we'll mm-hmm. talk about it. Um, in this episode, not Wooten being in it, but a moment where Penny does something in a very Wooten manner. Yeah. So he then walks out. Of, Look, guys, I can't edit around this, nor can we keep pausing. If you hear, like, the sound of an engine in the background, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just putting this in here so that if I we can't deeply. edit it out, you guys at least know that I was trying to avoid it.
1: We did our best. We really did try. For you.
0: Yeah, but we can't just put the episode on pause for an hour. Unfortunately. So they come, yeah, so she comes out from the back. With the receipt, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, we did that. The design was submitted by Penny. She mm. was sent over from the college by Benjamin Trask. He was probably commissioned by the carnival. A lot of like, he does a lot of work. Like, it's a lot of local p- places to give stuff to him that he then distributes to his um... students to develop their portfolios. Yes. What? Well, well done with the words there, Andrew. I, for some reason, remembered that. Phrase very well, <laughs> and then uh, and then they're like, okay, great, you know, well, yeah, awesome. And then Polehouse is like, by the way, do you find rudely terse endearing enough to consider having dinner with me? And she says, what about Mrs. Detective Polehouse? And he says, she succumbed to a heart attack seven years ago, which is blunt and weird. And then the printing shop owner destroys him with, I bet she's just using that as an excuse. Next customer, please. And Wick goes, oof. (laughs) And they leave.
1: Yeah, that is a big oof moment. I I have been shot down in my life, but never quite destroyed to that level. (laughs) Yeah. It's... Actually, the only person to roast me that hard in that way was my grandfather at my birthday one time in front of my entire family. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or me on probably an episode of this podcast. Definitely. Well, I've, that's just that me. Yeah. Right. Goes goes without saying. Yeah, naturally. So we then jump back to the to the hagglers, where um Wally is talking with Jay. Um oh well he Wally's like, Hey, can I get you to can I get your address? And mm-hmm. skin's like, Oh, that won't be necessary. And it's mm-hmm. like classic skinty yeah. thing. And Hagler's like, you know, well, you know, I'm going to need, uh, my, my accountant begs to differ.
1: Yeah. is what he says. And he kind of, kind of like laughs about it, mm-hmm. To which I was like, Oh, that's interesting. But then, then we kind of get him dipping away and talking to Jay and telling him to put the GPS tracking system on the truck right. and he's going to
0: stall them. So he can yep. do that. So, and then we get, a, a hilarious occurrence. So, mm-hmm. this this is one of these instances that will kind of be the rest of this episode now. But we get musical interlude mm-hmm. and then Jay placing the thing on the truck. So, it's like yeah. we change scenes just so Jay can, like, grab the GPS and mm-hmm. go to the truck. Yeah. I okay. I don't know. It, it's, it's fine. It's just bizarre. It feels like maybe, maybe the scenes were too short. For them to cut away and cut back. Like maybe they were intended to be edited back and forth and just found like, okay, that's not clear enough. And so we're going to like stay on the scene, but we'll still do the little interlude because they are like changing space. It's just Mm -hmm. funny because it happens like three or four times here at the end. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah, the percentage of this uh, episode that is transition music is it
0: feels higher than normal. Yeah. Um, and it's just right. It's rare that we get transition music cut to the same storyline. Yeah,
1: exactly. And,
0: and no and basically no time has passed. Yeah,
1: yeah, just like they went somewhere else. Just like 5 minutes. Yeah. And um, so
0: Jay This scene is amazing.
1: Yes. Comedy gold. Jay gets caught by Buck and Buck is like super chill, but also like, you know, like, what are you doing here? And Jay gets super flustered. He's like, oh, you know, I just love. I was just admiring
0: your truck. Yeah. It's some big. (laughs) Fox like you have a thing about big trucks. And he's like, yeah! Ever since, since I was really a kid, weird. and starts making noises. Yeah,
1: and he just kind of starts muttering and making, like, saying car things. And, and then making...
0: he ends with the killer, with a truck. Yeah, <laughs>
1: with a <the> truck.
0: by <laughs> <Like he makes laughs> park,
1: you know, with a truck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've liked trucks ever since I was a kid, you know, makes a bunch of sounds, <laughs> backing <laughs> up, Connog. parallel park, with, with a, a truck, truck. <laughs> you know. <laughs> get it and then buck just deadpans if you want to make friends don't ever, ever do, do noises that like yet. that again
1: if you want to make friends don't ever or don't ever do anything like that again which boy buck shooting straight i mean oh, i guess I being raised by the streets will do that mm-hmm. to you but yeah yep. <laughs> does not does not have any mercy on no
0: Jack. no no
1: and so then we uh, we cut to Eugene and Matthew and Emily at wit's end. Um, they're kind of all there, which it's a weird scene because Matthew, um, like Eugene's working on the train set that's broken and Matthew can't tell Eugene about what's going on in front of Emily. And so there's this like kind of weird tension there, which is cool that it comes across in the audio, um,
0: but is it kind of makes it seem a little clunky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right. So there's this whole thing where Eugene's working on the train set mm-hmm. and he doesn't he can't figure out how to get the the track to switch. Yeah. And um, Matthew's like, oh, it's like it's built like a real one. So you mm-hmm. actually have to flip the lever because mm-hmm. um, he knows all about Barrymore, Barrymore trains. trains. Yeah. Um, and and Emily's like yeah you know what a nerd and mm-hmm. leaves yeah but the thing that i'm so mad i did not realize because i i should have figured this out mm-hmm. when i was listening to the episode and then the wiki pointed it out and i was like oh i'm so dumb barrymore trains
1: what's barrymore trains
0: well so typically trains like the big train company mm-hmm. is lionel trains oh and oh. lionel barrymore oh is Is, the actor who plays the villain in It's a Wonderful wonderful Life, life. who then becomes Barry Lionel in Pokenberry Falls. And the joke here is they're not saying Lionel trains. They're They're saying saying Barrymore trains.
1: trains. Sneaky there, (laughs) Mr. McCusker. Way to shoehorn your It's a Wonderful Life reference in there.
0: (laughs) I am so mad I didn't put it together because they said Barrymore trains a couple times. Yeah. And I was like, that's, something
1: i presumed it was the there is a scene with monty making a train set um in like on the ice fishing album i'm pretty sure and like there's a bunch of attention paid to like what kind of train car it is and all this Uh, stuff i thought it was like an homage back to that gotcha yeah it
0: was just like the way they were saying it i was like there is a joke here i'm just not (laughs) picking up on it yeah and yeah sure enough it was all for (laughs) for an it's a wonderful life joke which isn't it worth it (laughs) yeah i do i I mean i i i always appreciate it yeah you know i do it's a great movie it is i'm yeah i i can't i can't be mad about it
1: no but doesn't it feel like you should be maybe a little bit just 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 a pinch pinch of salt um so Emily, like you said, leaves and Matthew then approaches Eugene about using the workshop for, uh, like using Wit's workshop for his club because they got kicked out of the junkyard. Um, and Eugene kind of inquires what he's looking at. And this is when Matthew kind of catches Eugene up about finding the appleberry and not being able to get into it, but wanting to return the, uh, you return the phone to his o- owner to which Eugene is like, why don't you just give it to the police? To which I say, why don't you just give it to the police? But I suppose. Yeah, he's that's, like,
0: ah, oh, I want it to be my good deed for the summer.
1: Did, was that a thing that people did? Do you yeah. have like
0: one good deed for the whole summer? For sure. That's the whole premise of the Israelites. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's why God was so mad at them. They only did something nice once a year.
0: I was talking about the Odyssey Israelites. Oh.
1: I, I had Old Testament too today, so I got uh <laughs> I got ancient history on the brain. Fair enough. Um so anyway, this is when Eugene kind of unveils his hacking program of cracking passwords by randomly just inserting you know na- letters and numbers right which well, totally they, exists in the real world just yeah. so you know
0: <laughs> yeah well they, they set up they set up this whole thing where the where he has put it in like two dozen times and the phone mm. hasn't locked yet yeah and that gives eugene to be like okay well like let's just brute force it mm-hmm. and i'll just run through a million combinations because mm-hmm. you know i forgot to you know put my password in one time yeah a and lesson just to like, learn
1: about not being too tricky with passwords right i think you should be
0: very tricky with passwords yeah well and it just it just hits even harder like dirtbags being horrible mm-hmm. at everything yeah the fact that like he didn't like he maybe didn't trust himself to get his passcode in in 10 tries and so he you know didn't want to lose all that information but he also set it up so that anyone
1: could access it if they had the password and there was no right there'd be no consequences right
0: and you could work hard to guess the password yeah um
1: and guess what they do uh it, matthew then questions the morality of it he's like is this legal and and eugene's like well if you just want to return it to the owner and it's i don't see any problem with that to which i say well if you want to return it to the owner why wouldn't you give it to the police <laughs> you're a child this isn't your problem yes um yeah there's a lot of vigilante justice in this episode there in, is a lot of it wait
0: wait wait! you mean in this show
1: yeah well you're you're true
0: you are 100 percent correct
1: for as pro cop as uh as Adventure and odyssey is they are also very pro civilian solving crimes on their own uh so then we cut to Buck and Mr. Skint. Presuming you don't have
0: anything more to say about the previous episode. No. Previous scene. Pre-
1: yes. That word. I've
0: right. got a lot to say about the previous episode. That was a great one. No. Um, oh, I- all right. I will say one other dumb thing. Mm-hmm. Which is just that... <sighs> Eugene explains the law as like, as long as your intentions are good, it's fine. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. It's just like,
1: <laughs> It's fine. We're just gonna not address
0: it but like he he, he explicitly asks like is, is this, this is okay <laughs> yeah and and eugene's like well what are you planning on doing with it then you're fine <laughs> and like i get what he's saying because it's like there is no punishment for like breaking and entering into a phone mm-hmm. but there would be punishment in like blackmailing or whatever, like, I get it, but just that read of, like, no, no, as long as your intentions are good, you can break the law. Yeah, totally. I mean... I guess that is the Odyssey MO. Yeah. (laughs) And probably... That's why Monty hasn't been turned in. Yeah, yeah, or, like, any
1: of the, you know, property damage that they caused in the previous episode hasn't been brought up.
0: I mean, it's minor,
1: you know, little nothing a little, uh, little wooden gorilla glue can't fix. Yeah all right it's a new hinge
0: so then yeah then we do jump to skint um Mm -hmm. and buck and they're in front of a house Mm -hmm. that's a um that was the address skint had given buck um when he applied for wits end right and it's the it's a rental that's between tenants and um skint had you know
1: miss friends with the uh, yeah exactly landlord and so they're just using it as a front a fake address and then you get this they're going in
0: there to uncover all of the furniture to make it actually look lived in we jump back to the truck Mm -hmm. um and we get the seared in my mind line of do you think they're robbing the place yeah (laughs) Do you think
1: they're robbing the place um yeah so well i want to touch on it again Just because I think it'll be important, like later in the uh, Green Ring stuff that we're covering. But Buck mentions wanting to live in a nice house and everything like that. And Mr. Skint's like, well, you know, when this job is done, we'll have plenty of money for you know several houses and everything like that. And um, you know, Buck is obviously disappointed because they can't stay at the house. They still have to stay at the compound because Mr. Skint can't be in town except for when he is in town. (laughs) Right. Uh, And so then, yeah, then they go in to take off
0: the plastic. Yep. And we've got, we jump back to Mm -hmm. Jay and and Wally watching them, Mm -hmm. which is where that line comes in. But also, I don't know. So they threw this GPS tracker on Mm -hmm. and then proceeded to follow Follow them them? everywhere and follow close enough that they could see what was happening.
1: Yeah, I don't... (sighs) I don't get that. I really don't. It does not line up as far as, like, these are professional, like, I notice when normal people follow me too long, like, on a drive home from somewhere, I'm like, geez, this guy's been behind me for a while. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he lives in my neighborhood. Like, and if he looked at his rearview mirror, he might be able to see them.
0: (laughs) Yep. Also, presumably Wally's truck says Hagler's, Hagler's junkyard, junkyard on it. Yeah. <laughs> and is rusty yeah. and maybe has a tow hook.
1: Mm, we can't get that sound from the audio, but we we can hope. We can really hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, is this when we cut to Trask uh, the art class? Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: Which is Penny complimenting Connie's replica of a. Is it uh, Picasso no, Don uh, Quixote?
1: Yeah quixote Don Rembrandt, isn't it?
0: No, no, it's Pablo Picasso's. Oh, okay. Picasso. 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 My favorite. Uh, my favorite place. That's to what they him. call
1: the pizza at Costco. Picasso. Pizasco. Interesting. My next cat, I'm gonna name right. Pizasco.
0: I can't say Picasso, nor can I say quixote Did I still say it wrong? You mean Kyoto? No, Don quixote
1: Oh, Quixote.
0: Quixote. I, I don't I yes. Don Quixote. There it is! Well done. I'm proud of you. Good work. Yeah. This is this is what I get for not having a
1: last name of Asebo. Yeah, well, you know, we can't all have weird names that always get mispronounced. <laughs> so acebo. Akabebo? Acebo? Just extra letters. We'll throw them in there. Acebo. Which is actually closer
0: <laughs> i mean that That if you're gonna go like pure phonetics yeah
1: uh anyway so back to the show
0: um placebo is that the more placebo? common one
1: that's what that's what it auto corrects too if i type in my last name in like google docs every single time <laughs> <Placebo>. <laughs> yeah
0: andrew placebo it's... ah so yeah so um trask comes by and really talks up how great Connie's replica is mm-hmm. and then Pe- he walks away and Penny's like we got to do something fun after class and Connie's mm-hmm. like all right like what do you want to do and she's like shopping of course and Connie's like well only if it's window shopping you know I'm on a budget yeah um because Connie's notoriously bad with money mm-hmm. and then um and then Penny's like oh well that's no fun if we just get this business up and running you know we'll have, we'll have money to go <laughs> and then um and then the Connie's start reluctant a so you again, have money, bitch. <laughs> right? And Pe- C- Connie's kind of reluctant, and Penny's like, "What's going on?" And she's like, "Whit, yeah, Whit, what are you Whit, doing here? We won't let you get a job, yeah, or we won't let you start a business." It's like Connie already has a business,
1: yeah. It's like dreams several? by Constance. Yeah, she has dreams by Constance, and like, I feel like—is there all a cookies
0: of... by Constance or something? well? I feel, so, uh, yeah, no, she does have confections
1: by Constance, maybe
0: there there is definitely a cookie thing yeah, which is yeah. funny because oh, it's I think advertised, she's also, it on, uh, yes, advertised
1: it on kids radio advertised yes
0: that that is where i know of most of the connie businesses
1: yeah uh well i'm thinking that she she's gotta you know at least be a part owner of kids radio or something like that with the amount she puts into it
0: i don't think kids radio i guess it does make money because it sells advertisements why did i never think about that before
1: advertising on kids radio
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We should, we should advertise this show on kids radio.
1: That would go over great. <laughs> uh, um Yeah, so Wit and Pole House enter and they start talking to Trask and at this point like the class kind of stops and everybody's looking at it and then dr trask starts walking towards them and um connie and penny go back and forth like listing off all these questions and going through uh like the possibilities like Connie's like oh i really hope i didn't leave the cash register drawer again open again or something like that and um and this is when like you know trask and and pole house comes up and trask says you know pole house wants to uh, ask you some questions about the poster that you did for archie's carnival and penny freaks out of course like oh you know i'm it was not uh not plagiarized or it's all it's all original art i've never stolen anything yep. when i ran that red light the light changed in the middle all well, the, the mm-hmm. classic i scared of a cop so you confess everything dynamic right of course um yeah, and so they want to go, like, have this conversation. And so um, Penny goes—no. So Connie goes with Penny, Penny goes with Trask, and Wit goes with Connie. Like, and it basically becomes, okay, we're all just going down right. there together. Yep. Uh, for some apple strudel,
0: presumably? That's what, what yes, Penny yeah, says. yeah. And so, so right, so then it—this th- this is the very Wooten line, mm-hmm. is— pole house is like why don't we just invite the whole class yeah and penny goes well there wouldn't be enough at apple strudel for everyone <laughs> yeah and that like is really if funny. you add like a slight chuckle and a snort to the end of that it's, it's a wooten, wooten line totally 100 percent? yeah
1: yeah Ugh. but i'm here for it as as a lover of wooten I'm, I'm not complaining
0: oh no as a lover of wooten neither is penny <laughs>
1: Ah, that's what me and Pennywise have in common. (laughs) Anywho. (laughs) So we get another one of those cut away, but cut back to five minutes later when they're downstairs in the cafe. Yeah, exactly. Like it's established in the previous scene that the cafe is literally downstairs. Mm -hmm. And so we just cut the time that they're on the stairs, I suppose. Right, right. Oh Um, yeah. And we
0: did, I don't think we said it, did we, But, but Eugene and Matthew, it happens there as well. Where they are upstairs, oh, and yeah. they, cut they cut to away. downstairs yeah. in the basement, examining the phone.
1: Stairs are, are too slow for the show. Yep. At least here. Yeah. But not in the case of the secret room. Yeah. It's got some continuity issues there, Odyssey.
0: Anyways, Trask explains that Archie reached out for him for the art, mm-hmm. and then Penny talks about the person she met, she mm-hmm. met him. Uh, but twice, it wasn't Archie. right? It wasn't Archie. She met him twice, and then goes on to describe three different meetings, which mm. is funny. Yeah. Um, at at Hal's diner, um, she says he looks like Fagin from Oliver Twist, or specifically from the. Here we go. From the, she lo- He looks like Fagin from the George Cruikshank illustrations of Oliver Twist, which like you can look up, and I have them here, and like. You can barely recognize this person as a man, but, like, wow, that's what Skint looks like, according to Penny. He has an enormous nose. Mostly, they just wanted to, hey, Penny's got, like, art knowledge and Oliver Twist reference.
1: Yeah, let's just spoon-feed that. Make sure we can move your jaw so you can consume this, this, uh, this symbolism and analogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose it is a kid show. But, yeah. So I, I agree though that, that that uh Penny met him two times and then describes three meetings was actually really funny. Yeah. Um and so then uh Polehouse asks about the payment and the payment went to Trask uh and it's from the carnival. Right. Um, and so yep. Pol House to-
0: asks to see that from from Trask and he's like, Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um
1: after class, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then uh and then we jump back to wally and jay yeah and jay is going over um the notes which he wrote on a receipt in a great scene yeah it's so funny um and so it's this whole like they went from the junkyard to the rental to the carnival and then to trickle lake yeah um but it's all done with hardware store tomfoolery
1: <laughs> which kind of makes it hard to understand i'm not gonna lie i was like trying to take notes i was like okay they did this no that's not a real word that's not what's going on here yeah <laughs> uh
0: but it's yeah. just it's a funny bit no
1: it is really funny and I, yeah. it, it transfers like really well yeah um, but that's like where this episode ends right yeah is well it's just like
0: wrong? i'm gonna find out what's going on and then we cut to chris yeah Which is it does feel like a weird note to end on? Yeah, I feel like every episode up to this point has ended on a reveal, and that Mm. was kind of nothing.
1: Yeah, or even uh, like even the previous scene, which ends with like Wit kind of touching base with Connie and Connie being like, "Somebody needs to explain to me what's going on," and Wit's like, "I'll I'll catch you up later. Like, don't worry about it." And Connie's like, "Oh, that's always what they say." Like, I feel like that would have been a much easier way to just kind of twisty tie the episode and have it be done. But yeah, perhaps get this. but hey, I'm works. not complaining about the receipt scene. I've done it. Yeah,
0: and that is uh, yeah, that's that's it. That
1: yeah. Do you have anything more to say about this episode?
0: Not really. This one, aside from the couple things that like I thought were really, f- like I I don't know, like the whole like you know the polehouse flirting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't a lot that like grabbed me from this episode.
1: No, no, it felt. Like very much, the kids are from just point kind of a on point autopilot.
0: B. Yeah, like yeah, it it feels like a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Monty's just kind of like thrown in the back seat. Yeah, as opposed to the trunk. But like <laughs> they, they just they don't give him anything to do really. And Wit's just kind of like. pullhouse is like, is he going to run away? And Wit's like, nah, he's too weak.
1: Yeah, he'll be. I wouldn't be surprised if he got very far. Uh, yeah. Well, and even Wit doesn't really drive a whole lot of the episode really at all it's mostly pole house
0: well pole house and wally i would say are the two the two big things and i like that we're finally back to matthew Mm -hmm. i like that we finally get the convergence of art class with the rest of the mystery Mm -hmm. because it felt like for day one those two were very separate yeah i like that they're being brought together here like there is good stuff being done it's just there's not i feel like there was a ton to talk about
1: is this art class five days a week?
0: Seems Presumably. like it. I mean, but that is, I feel like that is typically how like summer college courses go. Oh, yeah. That's where fair. like you do it for two months every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've never done summer classes. I've done winter classes, though.
0: I imagine it's a similar concept. Mm-hmm. All right anything else um andrew no no i am i am all out of takes for this episode
1: like i said it's it it feels kind of like a and i won't i don't want to say they're phoning it in but it's it's just a transition episode where they're very much just moving the plot along because there's not really a ton going on but you know they're setting up what will hopefully be a good next couple episodes and then a good finale yeah. um do you i heard through the grapevine that we have a couple of reviews yeah that's
0: what i was gonna say i'm going to eschew my plugs this week mm-hmm. you willing to do the same yes totally all right then uh we've got some reviews we've got one from fierce forest oh seven
1: Ooh.
0: um it just says really good podcast i love listening to this while i am running around the house and doing chores which hey that is a great way to listen to podcasts
1: yeah do it every day honestly
0: And then we also have a review from What Did I Say? (laughs) Which I didn't know you could have spaces and a question mark in your username on iTunes, but apparently you can, which is great. (laughs) And the title of the review is The Best Excuse to Relive AIO. Andrew and Dylan—they put you first, which we never do. No, Um, deliver fun commentary and another perspective on my childhood favorite radio show. While sometimes critical, they maintain respect for AIO and its fans. If you love AIO and want to laugh, this is the podcast for you.
1: Dang, that's a good review.
0: Yeah, that makes me feel warm and fuzzy. What did I say?
1: Yeah, what? Yeah, well, I hope you remember that because I will. That was yeah, that was really nice of you thanks guy yeah. girl they them whatever friend friend you know that a gathering of quakers is called a group of friends yeah did i tell you that i think I...
0: no that's just common knowledge oh
1: wow well in a stunning turn of events i'm behind the eight <laughs> on that one sorry <laughs> it's okay
0: um yeah anyways as as always if you want to leave us a review uh you can do that on apple podcasts mm-hmm. and if it's a positive review Or a mostly positive. Basically, if you give us five stars and then say mean stuff, we will still read it. Mm -hmm. Um, We will make fun of you, but we'll read it. Yeah. Um, And if you do that on Apple Podcasts in the U.S. or Canada, uh, we'll see it and read it off. And if you do it elsewhere, just let us know um, via one of our many contact platforms so that we can find it and then read it. Because, yeah, we want to give you recognition. It also warms our hearts to read these reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, So we thank you for that. And with all that being said, Andrew, we're going to be back in a week talking about Episode 684, The Green Ring Conspiracy, Part 6. Bye, guys. Bye. WADFAM Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Lids Podcast Co-op. Follow the podcast at WADFAM Chalk Pod on Twitter and Instagram or email us at WADFAM at gmail.com. The Green Ring Conspiracy, Part Five, was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sable, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick. Hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam